Welcome to Values Over Vanity. This is your girl, Francia, aka Franny B. And this episode is going to be called It's Not Pity, It's Compassion. Something along those lines. I know the last episode I, I, I talked a little bit about compassion and empathy, but this morning I was watching this interview with this man and and I said oh my goodness you know I pity this man and in pitying him it made me become aware of asking the question why would I pity why would I pity someone and what does pity really mean and for me it is like Pity someone is like feeling it in a negative way to just feel for someone. You pity them. They, they don't know no better. They are just there and you feel for them. And pity could be in a very negative, like a negative space for me. So instead of pity, it's like. I'm just gonna have compassion for people because people are just afraid and and they don't know they don't know that they're afraid so they do things that in their eyes that will make them safe even if it means hurting someone even even if it means abusing someone even when it means um gaslighting someone into not being themselves so it's like how do you have pity for people that don't even see you as human beings and sorry how how can you have compassion for someone that don't even see the hum- humanity in you, in you, the human being that you are. And I really realized that a lot of us are playing into our identity, an identity that was placed on us from the time we were born. And in only showing up as our identity me being a woman me being a black woman me being uh, a christian or a barbadian or canadian me being a hr professional me being a mother me being a daughter all of these identities all of these labels all of these personalities that i am walking around with is making me forget that i am also human being at, at, at its core we are all human beings but Everybody is just using our identity to label us, to classify it, to put us in these boxes. Like, we are putting ourselves in these boxes. And if I think I spoke about this previously. If someone have a negative perception of a black person, then your humanity is taken away them not viewing you as a human being and only as that black person and if the perception is negative a negative perception of a black person then your humanity is gone 
they can't re- they cannot they you have been othered they cannot resonate with you they have demonized you already because they're only looking at you as the label the identity that that they know you as not even knowing the person not knowing you on a human level not recognizing that you have your own trials and tribulation not recognizing that you have your own mental health issues not recognizing that you have your own doubts and fears and um i think this is what i want people to be more present to as i always say like i i working as a human resource professional is like i want to bring back the human side in 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 the human resources and i think the human hr hr and on a whole have a negative um in some people's mind there's a negativity about hr in general because there is a it feels like there's a disconnect between the employer and the institution or the department that is hr because of the policies and procedures and for me it is about really and truly um being connected to the people outside of uh, of the hr department and i have this huge meeting on monday we are meeting with one uh, um a whole department and 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 i have to speak to them and i i i want to be just as authentic and as possible on monday and i already talked to the manager some of the managers already about my approach my approach is not a standard meeting my approach is a a collaborative meeting where all of us really open up and be authentic if you have any grievances if you have any ideas if you have any um input as to where how you how we can make this collaboration between us work well where we're not just working for ourselves we're actually working for an organization and by collaborating together we can make this organization so much better especially if we are hiring and bringing people into the organization um so it is really and truly i don't want to go off on a tangent but it's really and truly about connecting back to our human human um humanity and not by pitying others but by really and truly walking in compassion recognizing that if you put yourself in the other person's shoes and seeing why they're reacting why they're behaving the way they're behaving or why they have an attitude or why they're so disconnected is because of something personal something that maybe not be work related or maybe it could be work related but at the end of the day really and truly um understanding that there's some there's some adults there's some children in in adult bodies and a lot of the attitude that I am seeing all of the tantrums and all of the hate you go on social media and you read a, go into the comment section and you see these these comments of from adults that is so childish and hateful and 
and and and I don't think that I do not think that um, the owners of these social media platforms are taking this thing serious enough. Where people can spew so much hate in the comment section, and if people can spew so much hate in comment sections on total strangers that they have no interaction with. What are they doing in their real life? How are these people in their own reality outside of social media? This is how I know that there's an epidemic um, on this planet with with mental health issues in, in race, in class, in religion, in culture, in traditions. And I was just telling one of my friends, like, traditions are not set in stone. Traditions can be upgraded, modernized. Something that didn't work in the past, we don't have to continually doing it because it was done. Something that was done in the past that we know that is hurting our our, our culture needs to be needs to be changed. And just because it was done before doesn't mean that it cannot change. And that's the problem that I really am having with a lot of a lot of policies and procedures, a lot of laws, a lot of um, beliefs that are so people have it so set in stone. This is my belief and I'm never changing it. Well, then you are never going to evolve and you're always going to have to keep repeating the lesson of that belief over and over until you realize that what you were believing was actually hurting you. What you have deemed as this is how I have always been and I'm never changing is actually going to kill you. And and at the end of the day, this is why for me, I started this journey of really getting to know myself and see my patterns and see what was hurting me, what is hurting me. And I'm still a work in progress because imagine all your life you've been one way and you just wake up one day and say you know what that's not working for me i'm gonna change and you start the process of changing but along the way there comes some little things that pull you back and if you're not present enough they will pull you back and that's what i'm learning about me i'm learning that you know as much as i become i'm waking up and i'm healing there's certain certain instances where I have not fully healed that and I have to go back and look at it again and again and again and again until I get it right because imagine me um, walking around with a steady belief for all of these years and now I realize that that belief is, is it has been wrong. I've been lied to. I've lied to myself. It's very hard to I can't say that it's easy. It's very hard to deprogram a belief that you've always that you've always known to be true. And this is where compassion is. Not pity, not pitying myself, not being the victim. I was the victim, but recognizing that I can't continue saying that I'm a victim. And when I realized that I was a victim, I can come out of that mentality. But having that compassion and that grace to realize that you're also a human being. That it is not 
as easy as it seems. Trust me. Certain things are going to come in easy. I'm someone that smoked in high school, smoked cigarettes in high school. In 2015, I made a decision that I was never going to smoke again. And I never put a cigarette in my my mouth again from 2015 till now. And I'm proud of myself. But I, I started smoking a little bit more weed. So I stopped smoking cigarettes and started smoking weed more. And... Uh, for the it's gonna be almost two years that i've stopped smoking weed and that's what it is you have to be present as to how to stop things and it's it's it's, it's, as a human you really do have to give yourself grace you have to acknowledge how far you've come and and have that bit of hope and knowing that you know it is going to get better no matter what, regardless of what happens. It, it, life is going to get better, even if it seems like it's getting worse. Always have that glimmer of hope. Always feel inspired or surround yourself with people that inspire you. Or even, you know, what be if you don't feel like you want to be around people, find an activity to um, fill that void. For me right now, I'm reading. I'm reading a lot, and I'm reading um, Gabor's Gabor Mate's book in the Hungry Realm. In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts, it's a book on addictions and how people become addicted to things. And he is a doctor. He was a physician in Vancouver, and he at the hospital. The hospital that he worked at was like in the core of where addiction is and he was telling stories about the patients and how they became addicted and stuff and it's all based on trauma in your past and you know not feeling um wanted not feeling uh being abandoned by your parents being put in the uh foster care and you know these these addictions were were filling a void of feeling that spark of being needed right and i recommend you reading that book the book is amazing but either way i'm really really um want to bring back compassion i told my mom i i i want to create a, a course on compassion and empathy to to connect people back to their heart space because I believe they have a, a lot of hardened hearted people out here and even the ones that are in the church uh, there's a disconnect between people in trauma and people in pain people that are doing things outside of the church and being condemned for it being judged for it recognizing that you know people are doing these things because that's all they know they don't know any different that's that's how they do things to survive and the best thing that you can probably possibly do instead of calling them sinners or instead of judging them and condemning them and telling them all these different negative things is like this is when compassion is needed now more than ever just because you are not in that person's shoes recognize that the reason why they're in their predicament is because of something that have happened to them and a lot of the times we, we want people to get over situations and it's very hard to tell someone to get over something. Uh, 
unless you are giving them something to help them, encouraging them, letting them know the power, letting them know, you know, like there's hope, giving them an option to do things and and be better, you know, getting them out of that realm of lack, getting them out of that that realm of fear. You don't want to say wrong. That state is is the state that we are in. We can go into different states of minds. And the only way that they can get out of those states of mind is by being encouraged instead of being condemned. And I believe that there's so much condemning out here in this world because people are not doing what someone else is necessarily doing, how they will live their life. And they're so fast to call people demons and and, and sinners that to even cause someone a demon and to call someone a sinner and in fact that person is the demon and that person is the sinner sinner because there's ju- they're they're judging and they're condemning instead of helping and it's very hard to help people that have been traumatized you know it's very hard to to, to help people that have been in a state of trauma. But when you approach it with compassion and empathy and understanding, setting boundaries, you can set boundaries for people. I have my boundaries up, but I still have compassion for those who would willingly hurt me because of their trauma. And this morning, you know, I am writing this um, I was journaling and I said, because uh, something came to me too, where I'm realizing a lot of people out here are cheating, cheating the system, cheating in their jobs, cheating, cheating in their homes, cheating, cheating, meaning that they're, they're actually um, lying to others so that they can win something. And I wrote this morning, if the only way that you can win is by cheating, then you have already lost. Because if the only way that you can win is by lying, then you have already lost. And I just want to leave that with everyone. It's not about winning. And I, I realize there's so much com- competition that is being placed on so many people. This side is winning. That side is winning. The only way that you're winning anything is if you're using your values and your morals to help other people, to pull people out of their their, their fear and their lack and their, and their anger and their trauma the only way that you can win is if your your impact in people's lives is to help them win as well and the only way that you can win is by having compassion compassion is a form of love 
and you have to activate that compassion to fully act, activate that love inside of you. Putting yourself in other people's shoes, that empathy, walking in other people's shoes, seeing where they are at. Having that understanding of this is bigger than me and you. This is bigger than the person that is traumatized, that is quote-unquote sinning. Transmute that energy and walk with compassion. So thank you so much for listening to Values Over Vanity. This is your girl, Francia, a.k.a. Franny B. Thank you and goodbye.